Just a quick break to let you know that we've stopped publishing new episodes on this podcast and have rebranded under the name Inputs Only. So please head on over to YouTube or wherever you get your pods to catch the latest episode. I've gone ahead and provided a link in the description for your ease. And if you've ever received value from this show, it would mean more to me than you know if you went ahead and subscribed to Inputs Only. See you there. This episode is brought to you by The Mindful Method. TMM is a proprietary online client acquisition system designed specifically for wellness entrepreneurs in the online space. If you are a consultant, course creator, or instructor currently selling an online high-ticket product program or service, and you're looking to make your first or next six figures online, The Mindful Method will get you there and free up your time to focus on what matters most. To apply for the Mindful Method Accelerator program, go to sytmm.link forward slash apply. Again, that is sytmm.link forward slash apply and schedule a free breakthrough call to see if the Mindful Method is right for you and your business. Again, that is sytmm.link forward slash apply to schedule your free breakthrough call today. Welcome to the Synchronicity Show, a podcast dedicated to exploring the modality-rich and ever-expanding worlds of health and wellness. Join your host, Kevin Wathy, as he interviews instructors, influencers, and world-class performers to provide you with powerful information that will help you live a happy, healthy, and fulfilling life. And now, your host, Kevin Wathy. Welcome to The Synchronicity Show. It is your host, Kevin Wathy. And today on the show, I have none other than Sandy Glant. Sandy is a high-performance productivity coach, wife, mom, and best-selling author. Using realistic time management strategies, she helps modern working women manage everything on their plate to be present and intentional with the most important aspects of their life. She helps women go from overwhelm and burnout to balance Sandy, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing amazing, Kevin. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm glad we uh, overcame some technical difficulties and we are ready to dive on in. Yes, yes we're making it work. A hundred percent. So the, the first kind of lead-in question I have for you is what is realistic time management strategies? Yeah, so a lot of women, especially moms, you know, they just, they grind and grind and grind and they try and say yes to everything and all the obligations that they have in their life. And they just, they become these, these yes machines and living their life, whether it's business or the family or all the things that they have going on. We set number one, these unrealistic expectations on ourselves. So, you know, I don't know if you, you know, if you're married or if you have a girlfriend, but you know, there's these like beautiful Etsy um, children's birthday parties and, and like all the things, the date nights that you see the beautiful, you know, photos on Instagram with the date nights with the spouse or just like everything that you see online. Right. And it's, it's setting women up for failure because you, you have this bar that you see and every woman out there thinks she needs to be the best, uh, you know, cook in the kitchen and the best uh, mom 24 seven and the best all the things all the time. And that's just so unrealistic. So what I help my clients do is focus on the needle movers, the needle movers in business, the needle movers for self-care and personal time, the needle movers when it comes to their family, so they can be realistic in achieving their goals. And that's not to say that they set these big, amazing, beautiful, juicy goals. It just means to say that we focus on the realistic goals that allow them to feel accomplished, move themselves forward and not feel burnt out and stressed. A hundred percent. And I think one of the important pieces to that is you're focusing on the inputs rather than the outputs. 
because people who are successful and unsuccessful both have the same goals, but it's the inputs that they do and that allow them to then achieve that. So as kind of a segue, and I know that that this and productivity is is exceptionally important to you and it's it's your career it's your livelihood what did life look like for you before the productivity before the high performance habits and before saying no to the vast majority of things probably yeah so okay so great question so this goes back to childhood right because i think a lot of the things that whatever you end up doing in in your professional life somehow stem from the things that you saw and loved or saw and you didn't love and for me personally growing up um Love my parents. They're still married. They were, you know, great parenting. But my mom was always operating from a, pl- a place of overwhelm and burnout and stress. My dad is an entrepreneur, was growing up. I saw all of that. And they worked together great as a team. But my mom was always burnt out. I remember going to a neighbor's house. I used to babysit when I was younger. And this mom had like calendars and systems and all these things in place. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like she seems like she has it together, like way more than, than you know, my mom had it together. And uh, this isn't to throw my mom under the bus, by the way, but I remember <laughs> uh, like thinking there, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to not feel overwhelmed and stressed and all these things. And, you know, fast forward to today, I have two kids, I'm married, I'm running my business, and I'm able to be present and do all these things and not feel overwhelmed and stressed and burn out. And I'm allowed to to talk to my clients and, and allowing them to, to feel that. Because I, I think that it's it comes from a place of allowing and you get to decide, like, am I deciding to be burnt out, stressed out, overwhelmed? Or do I allow myself to say it doesn't have to be this way because that's what I did for myself and figure out the systems, the routines and the structure that allow you to have all the things you want to have, but from a place of feeling like, and I like to use the word balance, but a lot of times people think, well, nothing's ever balanced. It's either a little up over here, a little down over here, but coming from a place of balance where you feel like you're at peace, you're at ease, and you're not in that just overwhelmed constantly on that hamster wheel. So in its infancy phases, infancy stage, I should say, what did that initially look like for you? Yeah. So it had its stages, right? But in the beginning, for me, it was just figuring out what are my wins that I'm having every single day. When I became a new mom, that was the biggest, like, transition moment in my life up until that point. Because, you know, running a business without kids is, I mean, way easier than trying to operate like napping schedules and feeding schedules and and all the things that come along with having kids. So, you know, that was a big, the biggest game changer for me, which was how do I run a business? How do I take care of the home, my husband, myself, and make all of these things successful and make all these things work? So in the very beginning, it was how do I start to have wins that I can start stacking so I get to see progress in these areas? And it's not about perfection. Like you can't move mountains overnight. You've got to start small and you've got to start in the places that you can start tracking and saying, like, I did this. I got this accomplished. Now I move on to the next thing. Not again, trying to, to like conquer the world in a day and set yourself up for failure. You touched on the needle movers or the big things that the, the, the like 80, 20, the 20% that moves the 80% yeah. of the, of the, exactly. the needle, so to speak. What do those look like for you presently? Or what are the things that you are presently focused on that are the needle movers in your, in your life and business? 
Yep. So the great thing about this is that it changes every week. And I identify those things. I actually have a training on this, which I'll, I'll, I'm going to give to free for your audience. And we can talk about that at the end of the episode here. But you have to evaluate what that is for you. And for me, some weeks, it's focusing on reaching out and connecting with my audience. Some weeks, it's going and creating video content. Some weeks, it's my newsletter. Other weeks, it's promoting a certain uh, new program that I'm putting out or doing interviews, right? But you have to know like what does that look like for me right now based on the goal of where I'm going. So for example, if I'm launching a new program, I know the name of the game is visibility. So how do I get myself the most visible to make sure I can talk about, get, you know, get people to get their eyeballs on the thing that I'm promoting, selling, launching, whatever, right? So those needle movers, again, they they change week by week based on what the targets are, based on what the goal is. So for me, it's it's anything from newsletters that are going out, you know, the video content, making sure that I'm really connecting with my audience. But again, for everyone, it'll be different, but you have to kind of do that internal audit and check-in in your business and look at what's actually giving you results. And uh, what I'm going to talk about later, there's a, there's a whole system and strategy behind that. I was going to say, it's always, you have, in, in hindsight, you always have 2020. So it's the reflection on what you've been doing or leading up to this point that allows you to then create the systems moving forward. What, right. Give me like the top one or top two aha moments or systems or things that you implemented that was like one decision that knocked out a hundred other decision decisions. Yeah. So one of the biggest things I always say is plan your day the night before, like know what you're doing for the next day. So like for me, when I go to sleep, uh, I work out at 545, six o'clock in the morning. So I plan out all of my gym clothes. They're set aside. Uh, my son's school stuff is already set out. I know I physically know, like I write down on my planner, not just my calendar, right? Cause that's different, but I write down the three things I need to accomplish for the next day. And that right there, like we were talking about earlier, sets me up for success. So I know the day doesn't end unless those three targets are hit. doesn't matter if it's 8 o'clock at night or 8 a.m. in the morning. That needs to be done. Those three things need to be done. And I always, I have in my book, in my book, Slayer Day, I have it right over here. Um, I always say, I give you permission to throw out the to-do list, like rip it up, throw it out. You're not going to use that anymore. And you only focus on the three things that you're planning out the day before to move yourself forward. And that's such a game changer. You're prepared. You know what you're focusing on. And you literally wake up, hit the ground running and know what your battle plan is for the day. Mm -hmm. And it decreases the time spent needed to decide whatever you're doing then in the morning. And you're able to jump right into whatever it is that you had set yourself up for success for already. Yeah. Absolutely. And then number two would be know your non-negotiables. And and what does that mean for you? Like, why do you have those non-negotiables in place? So what are the things that you are absolutely saying no to? Because again, so many people, we're, we're just, I think, especially women, people pleasers by nature. So we want to make sure everyone's happy and everyone's fulfilled, but that leaves you with an empty tank. And if you know what your non-negotiables are and you know what you're saying yes and no to, which saying no is the biggest factor there, then you actually accomplish more and you're fulfilled and you're able to actually move the ball forward and know like, this is what I'm focusing on because this is what's important to me. What's one of the things that you've had to say no to that was the hardest to, to let go? So one of the things, you know, when again, transitioning from single, meaning like 
before kids, like when we were, my husband and I were married. Um, and then ha- after having kids, I used to be a night owl. Like I used to stay up late. I used to love sleeping in. And one of the hardest things that I had to give up, but like, I love it now. Like I'm obsessed with it is waking up early. Like you ask anyone in my family, they will tell you Sandy loves to sleep in. She loves her sleep even now. Right. Like, I mean, I, I work with a lot of energy all day long in my business, with my clients, with my kids. I always say I'm like the mom on the playground in the ball pit. I'm very, very active with my kids and my family and my business. And that means I need to have a lot of energy and not in the form of like coffee and Red Bulls and energy drinks, but real energy, meaning I'm work, I have to get up early at the 5 a.m. hour to work out to make sure I get that in, you know? So, so that, you know, do I miss it? No, but I love my sleep. And I, for me, it's a non-negotiable to wake up, to go to bed early, to wake up early. So reflecting back over say the past year, are there any days where you didn't follow your own advice to a T and what were the things that you had changed or what were, where did you let yourself slip up? that you then had to kind of hop back on the the wagon, so to speak. Yeah. So I had my youngest son is 14 months. So like in the, and and like any moms are listening to this, I know they're so going to resonate, but when you first, when your baby's in that newborn stage, your, your whole world changes, right? Like you're, you're acclimating to a new baby and feeding schedules. And, and on top of that, I had my business. I launched my book the same month I had my baby. It was like insane. It just ended up happening like that. Um, but for me, those first like three to six months were very challenging because luckily I did stick to focus on the three things, set yourself up for success. But there were times that I was like, you know what? I got to sleep in. I got to like get my rest because I'm not sleeping at night. And you have to just adapt and change as your world is changing. And for me in that time, it was a very challenging time because it wasn't like, I I like systems and structure, but you can't, you can't tell a baby to go to bed and wake up at some time. Like that's just not going to happen. So, so to answer your question, you know, a lot of, uh, that beginning stages of the three to six month period when, you know, baby's just getting acclimated and all of that, um, was difficult, but what really like, supported me in that was those systems of focus on your wins, focus on those three things. And don't worry about the stuff you didn't get done. Only focus on the wins and like, don't let the things that like you think on top of that you needed to get done didn't happen. Cause you're not worried about going for the, the quantity you're worried about the quality. So essentially you're, you're being able to pivot and adapt in the moment and then revise and implement systems moving forward from there. Yeah. Yeah. And look, that's the name of the game. I mean, every day in business is different for me. You know, there's times when I think that something's going to go perfectly planned and one of the kids gets sick or there's doctor's appointments or something comes up, you know, and it's just all about, you know, having your set systems, but being fluid also within the systems. Very, very cool. Very true too. I want to shift gears for just a second too, and talk real briefly about Grant Cardone, someone you know very well. And yeah. I want to know the biggest lesson that you've either learned from him or observed through him. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my gosh, every time I'm around him, I just, first of all, his energy is insane and I love it because I thrive off of that. And um, I think, you know, the biggest thing that I've seen just personally being around him is like, 
you, you, me, all of us, like we don't give ourselves enough credit. And the whole philosophy around 10X rule is like pushing for more, going for more, setting the bar higher than you, than you ever imagined. And you actually end up surprising yourself because you achieve more than you thought. So for me, just like being around that and in the space and like seeing how he operates with that. And then with my husband, you know, he's in that space. So he comes home with that. I love that. And I think that if we all incorporated that philosophy and that concept, we would not only surprise ourselves, but we would get ahead so much faster um, because you, you stop playing small. You get out of the small space and you really start to tap into like, what is my actual potential? And you realize you're you're like nowhere near it if you're not operating in that world of 10x. Yeah. So you, you would say it's more the energy and approach to what it is that you're going than anything else? There's a quick break to let you know that we've stopped publishing new episodes on this podcast and have rebranded under the name Inputs Only. So please head on over to YouTube or wherever you get your pods to catch the latest episode. I've gone ahead and provided a link in the description for your ease. And if you've ever received value from this show, it would mean more to me than you know if you went ahead and subscribed to Inputs Only. See you there. Yeah, you know, the, the approach, but also like knowing that you're capable of so much more. You know, I think that we all sell ourselves short and we think, oh, I don't have enough time to do this. Or I don't have enough money or whatever the excuse is. But if you set the excuses aside and you just commit, like that's where you're going to get the progress. It's like the power of the subconscious mind and wiping out all this, the, the limiting beliefs or the self-doubt and just going straight for exactly what it is that you want without fail every single time. Yeah. And you'll surprise yourself, you know, like there's so many times when like, I just texted my husband a number where I was at for this month and, and he's like, he doubled it for me. He's like, why are you playing so small? Like you need to double that. I I love that. And the support system around you is exceptionally important. I would assume as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like even just that text right there, like literally before you and I got on the phone together, I, I sent him a text. I can even show you. I sent him a text. And I was like, you're right. I was like, uh, I just said, thank you. And uh, he's like, don't settle, you know? So he's like, the month's half over. You're halfway there. Go for it. And, you know, I think if we all put ourselves around people that are willing to think bigger and go for, for like more than you even think that you can do, you're going to accomplish it. And it's just a matter of changing the mindset and putting yourself around people that think like that. How do you personally put yourself around people who think like that? Or how do you personally find more people who think like that? Yeah. So for me in our world, I'm so, so protective about who's in our world and what we are saying again, yes to, and, and, and really like, you know, putting our family around. So for me, like I'm that protective mama bear, like I'm very, very protective of who's around us. And we're not like, super private, but you know, in terms of like our family, we really protect that. Um, so for me, it's just very, um, you know, whoever is in the world, whoever is in our world, whoever is in our, you know, whether it's our home or business or whatever, whoever you're transacting with, um, there's a little bit of a, like, it's not an actual, uh, like interview process, but it's something that (laughs) you got to know that that person is like doing big things, thinking bigger, going bigger. And, and that might not just be in business. That could be in their own personal life, right? Like I have friends that may not work, but they're amazing moms, right? And like they care about their family and their goals, like match our goals and, and our um, core beliefs, you know, like for me, family is everything. So like those type of people mean everything to me because I know that we have the same values. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. How do you, if you recognize someone who doesn't match that or doesn't share those values, how do you, is it a, hey, this is it? Or is there like a polite way that you go about removing them from your life? I just, I, in our world, we have like so much going on, right? So it's not like, hey, let's go meet for coffee or let's go meet for like a lunch date. It's like, we're, we're working like constantly, right? And if I'm not working, I'm with my family. So if there's something that we're doing, we're going out to dinner, we're doing, you know, minus like my husband and I date nights, things like that. We just, it it's not really like a, hey, I'm not hanging out with you. It's more of just like, I have my priorities and my goals that I'm going after. And if it fits into that world, it fits in there. And if it's not, then like, I'll see you when I see you. I love it. I love it. The kind of last question I got for you here is, is one to touch back on Grant Cardone for a second, but in relation to you being a productivity coach, what is one thing that you would improve or work with him on to improve in his life based on your experience with him? Hmm. In terms of productivity, oh man, I think he does such a good job at like because the man's the man's all in all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he and the great thing is is like he gets to incorporate the work life with the family life and and really all of that. So I don't know in terms of that's a good question. I have to think about that because I've really been around him and he's he's so great at incorporating it. You know, I think where where he, where we don't like see eye to eye for me, I can't bring my kids into my office and have them like playing in the corner while I'm working. Like that wouldn't work for me. Um, but for him, he can bring, like his kids are old enough. You know, I love that he teaches them lessons uh, in terms of like money and business. And like, you know, we're, we're teaching that with our kids as well. And they're one in four, you know? So I think at a young age, it's so important for them to see that. Um, so I love that he does that. But for me, in terms of like trying to get the kids and and I separate my work and my kid's life because there's just no way, at least with one in four, that you could be yeah. working in, you know, making have your kids sure, in the same room. Making sure they're very distinct. Yeah. So if you could attribute attribute your, your success to one thing, what would it be? So I grew up... Um, like my dad, like I mentioned, is an entrepreneur. And I think that the mentality of creating your own destiny is my North Star. Like I look to that and it's almost with every decision that I make, knowing that I get to be in control. I'm creating my own destiny. And this is something not just my dad or my grandfather instilled in us. And it was his message that I heard growing up that you create your own destiny. And this is a man who fought on the beaches of Normandy, had was married for 62 plus years, had four kids, uh, grandchildren, great grandchildren. Like to me, he really accomplished, came from nothing, by the way, he was an orphan, right? So he created his own destiny. So if someone can do that with nothing, right? Think about all the opportunities that we have. And then think about someone who came from nothing to create this amazing life. Every time I think about something being hard or a struggle, like I always think back and I just say, Sandy, it's up to you to create your own destiny. And I'm so thankful that I had that message at such a young age um, because that has been instilled in me since I can remember. Creating your own 10x destiny. Well, in our world, it's just creating your own destiny. But, I, but you know, 10x, we 10x everything. <laughs> I love it. Well, Sandy, I want to say thank you very much for your time today. And I want to open the floor to you. Where is the best place for people to get in contact with you or connect if they have questions? 
Yeah. So I wanted to also offer everyone that free giveaway, like I was mentioning before. So sandraglant.com is where they can find me. And then sandraglant.com forward slash big money is where they can get that free training. And that's exactly the needle movers that we were talking about before. How to identify that? Um, there's a training video on that. There's a workbook that goes with that. Um, and then on social media, Facebook, Instagram, all the platforms at Sandy Glant. Awesome, Sandy. Thank you very much. I will link to both of the above and the social channels in the podcast show notes at kevinwathy.com forward slash podcast. Sandy, thank you so much for your time today. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much, Kevin. Have a great day. You as well. Hey, hey, it's Kevin here. And before I let you go, I wanted to let you know that the complete show notes for this episode, as well as any other, can be found at kevinwathy.com forward slash podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a short review on Apple Podcasts. I love reading the reviews, and they're often the tipping point in helping us book some very hard-to-reach guests. Now, if you want to or would like to receive a weekly email from me called the Weekly Mindful Memo, head over to kevinwathy.com forward slash VIP to subscribe. By signing up, you'll receive exclusive behind-the-scenes access and be the first to know about upcoming episodes, retreats, and more direct to your inbox. Again, you can sign up to receive the weekly mindful memo by going to kevinwathy.com forward slash VIP. Thank you for listening. Much love and have a wonderful rest of your day. There's a quick break to let you know that we've stopped publishing new episodes on this podcast and have rebranded under the name Inputs Only. So please head on over to YouTube or wherever you get your pods to catch the latest episode. I've gone ahead and provided a link in the description for your ease. And if you've ever received value from this show, it would mean more to me than you know if you went ahead and subscribed to Inputs Only. See you there.